Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 30-minute flow class. When you're ready, come on down to your mat, and we'll get started. Can you hear this? Awesome. Cool. Thank you for being here. We are still, uh, or I guess I couldn't even say still, we're embarking on this month of the essentials and the, the really kind of small things that we can look at in the most basic poses that we have to make the practice better and uh, more informed and, uh, and more enjoyable. So today we're going to look at down dog and we're looking at one thing in down dog and one thing only and that is the shoulder frame of down dog. So uh, one thing to know about your shoulders and your arms is that the shoulder joint, the, the scapula, the shoulder blade, right, where the arm bone uh, con connects, right, the shoulder socket is on the shoulder blade. And so your arm bone, as referenced by this chopstick and pom-pom ball, uh, it's the, the really high-end high school of anatomy here. Uh, these things want to move together. We don't ever want a situation where we're trying to move this one, the arm and the, sh the, the shoulder. Like we, we don't need the arm to move away from the shoulder blade ever. There's, there's times that that happens, and we don't want them to happen on the yoga mat. So when we move the arm in down dog, uh, we're moving it overhead. We're moving it into full flexion, which seems weird because we're upside down and the arms seem to be below the head, but they're actually in overhead state. When the arm moves overhead, if you were going to reach up and get something off a cabinet, John, you got a nice high cabinet in your back, uh, back behind you. If something were up there, and you're going to reach your arm up overhead, would you do that and try to pull your shoulder blade down as you reach the arm up? No, most of us would do the thing where we, we really reach up with the shoulder blade. So go ahead and take your arms up overhead. Okay. I'll do this. Arms up overhead. This would be the down dog. Your arms could be literally overhead, but they also might be in front of you. And you're going to reach up with the arms and feel your shoulder blades move up on your back. And then bring the shoulder blades down, let the arm bones come down. And just get the sense of your shoulder blades moving with your arms. The shoulder blades are part of the arms. And we're going to feel that in down dog. And it's something that we're going to bring into the down dog. When we're reaching through the arms, we're allowing the shoulder blades to slide with, rather than trying to pull the shoulder blades to the back and push the arms out. You're going to let your arms reach from the shoulder blades on your back. So right where you are, go ahead and release your arms. Wherever you're seated, you're going to have a few shoulder shrugs. So just when you do a shoulder shrug and you do a full big shoulder shrug, with the big circles of the shoulder blades themselves, right? they're moving out and forward around the rib cage, and back and in toward the spine. Right? There's this... Uh, you keep going with that big shoulder shrugs. It won't hurt to do a few more of those. Uh, you may see from from this shoulder blade, there's this scooped out version. Like, keep going, shoulder shrugs. Right as your shoulders are moving, this kind of side of the shoulder blade that's kind of hollowed out, it's sliding around the rib cage. So you feel this kind of rotational action of the shoulder blades. They're meant, they're scooped out like that to to ride around the rib cage in this uh, kind of fluid of design, right? Uh, go ahead and come uh, back to center, and we'll do one shoulder blade at a time. So right and then left. As you do, and let the shoulder blades lead a twist. So the uh, the shoulder blade, one shoulder blade rolling in toward the spine, none, and then the other. Right. Cool. And 
coming back to center, we'll pause. Right, so there's other elements to the shoulder joint. One is the uh, the the arm bone rotating in the shoulder blade. So we'll take the arms to the sides, and you can rotate the arms forward and back. And so the arm bone can move independently of the shoulder blade here. You can feel shoulder blade staying to your back as the arms are down. Right, the uh, the arms can rotate. Right, the arms can move out to the sides and down. You can pretend to be a bird here. Uh, you get the arms and the shoulder blades can stay put. Right, the arms can move forward, and the shoulder blades can stay put. And then we can press the arms back. Right, to a certain degree, doesn't go too far. The shoulder blades stay put. We can also do all those actions, arms out to the sides, let the shoulder blades slide up with you, and the shoulders allow the arms to go up above where they could go by themselves. And in the same way, when we take the arms forward, right, as we get to a certain height, the arm bones, like, they lock in with the shoulder blades. And then as you lift your shoulder blades, the arms can go higher. Bring them back down all the way to your sides. And then back behind, and you'll notice that as your arms go back, then you squeeze the shoulder blades in towards center. The arms can go further back. Right, so come on back into your center line. Pause and just have moved the shoulders around a bit. Notice any uh, new sensations around neck, shoulders, rib cage. Get breath in and breath out. And then we come over into hands and knees. Take a few rounds of cat and cow, and again. We're going to work with pressing the hands into the floor. Let the shoulder blades slide wide on your back. So again, they have that uh, concave shape that allows them to slide around the rib cage and then slide in towards center. And we're just going to work with that action here. We round the back, the shoulder blades slide wide. And draw your heart forward, shoulder blades slide in. One more round. Round your spine, let your head drop. Then back to center line. And I'm probably going to make that a little more subtle into what are called scapular push ups. So you can press the floor, broaden the shoulder blades without rounding the back. And then allow your sternum to drop toward the floor without arching the back. So shoulder blades come in toward center, they squeeze together toward your spine. Press your hands into the floor, slide the shoulder blades wide on your back. Abdominals in, like you were doing a, a full push-up. Shoulder blades squeeze in toward the center of your back. And as you press your hands down, shoulder blades slide wide. Again, we're not going for the cat or cow, the, not the, uh, the movement of the spine is curtailed so that we just focus in on Shoulder blades, actually shoulder blades are starting to get really warm. The space in the upper back getting really warm. Good. That's where we're going with this. Then press back to just hands and knees. Walking your hands one hand step forward. We're going to step back into a high plank. And our high plank alignment is where we're going to find the down dog alignment that's uh, best suited for your body. So the distance between your hands and feet in down dog uh, for vinyasa practice is the distance between your hands and feet in plank. Right. We're going to press back toward down dog, bend your knees, right, and press back to that point where your head lines up between your biceps, where you can still see your triceps in the field of vision. Right, so <laughs> the rule of down dog, get your arms where you can see them. It's like a heist film. 
lines where I can see them. And set your gaze between your feet. Right? So head lined up between the bicep. You set your gaze between your feet, your face softens. You can bring your attention to the thumb and first finger knuckle, as you'll hear over and over until you don't hear it anymore because the teacher says it so often. That L shape of the hands, press that down. When we do that, we're using our forearm bones uh, in the best way possible in this rotation to get the pathway of weight up from our hands through the wrists and shoulders well by anchoring into the stronger uh, side of the forearm. And add to that a reach through your ring and pinky fingertip. And this is where you're going to feel your shoulder blades broaden on your back. Right, so thumb and first finger knuckle down and forward. Ring and pinky fingertip out. And that broadness in your upper back, breathe into that. Open your mouth, breathe out. Look forward, walk forward into ragdoll, which is also known as get off your hands, asana. Bend your knees, let your chest and your thighs come together, or place your arms between your chest and your thighs. Have a moment for your head to drop, the back of your neck to soften, your attention to go toward opening the back of your body. And one thing about down dog is that for many of us, because hamstrings tend to be tight, we sometimes give our focus to the hamstrings and down dog a lot. Like, um, yeah, and sometimes we'll give our attention to our limitations way more than we give our attention to our strengths. Uh, and something to shift the uh, experience of down dog is, yeah, it will help with hamstring flexibility, but it's not our only hamstring opener. And when we focus in on that uh, to the detriment of what's going on at the hands, we miss the most essential part of down dog, which is that arm balancing, that you know, grounding through the hands, the kind of shift of, of the body into that upside down positioning to practice strengthening the whole body. And it starts with where we're grounded, which in, in that particular pose is that thumb and first finger knuckle down and forward, and then the ring and pinky fingertip reaching out. So each time we, we come back to down, I'm going to practice. Let that be the essential that you focus on there, and everything else in the pose comes from that. And release your hands to the floor, walk your feet together, and press down into the feet, reach up to standing mountain pose, lift your heart, spread your arms out. Again, find pinky and ring fingertip, reach out through them, feel the shoulder blades broaden on your back. When we exhale, we'll bow forward, bending at the knees, send the hips back. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, walk your feet hip distance apart. We're going to step back with the right foot to a low lunge. Breathe in, reach up, out through ring and pinky fingertip, then pull down. Pull the shoulder blades down, feel the elbows pull down in toward the side body, and then squeeze your shoulder blades together, and your arm bones back, and then Press your elbows forward toward one another at shoulder height. Feel the shoulder blades broaden on your back. Keep that reach up and wide through your arms. Then hands to the mat. <laughs> Look forward and step back. Low push-up, chaturanga. To upward facing dog. And downward facing dog.
Step your right foot forward. Bend your back knee. We're going to come up to high lunge. Breathing in, reach up, out through ring and pinky fingertip. When we exhale, bring the arms down at your sides, palms forward. When you inhale, squeeze your shoulder blades together toward the center of your back. Let your arm bones move back. And then from there, inhale, arms forward and up. Look to the front of the mat. Fingertips to the front. Step the back foot up. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Flat back. And breathe out. Bow forward. On your inhale, reach up to standing mountain pose. Arms reach up and out. Shoulder blades broad. Exhale. Bow forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Flat back. We're going to walk the feet apart. And then left leg back. Breathe in, coming up into the low crescent. We'll breathe out, elbows down, abdominals in. Then squeeze your shoulder blades together on your back, broaden out through your chest. As you breathe out, press your elbow points together. They might get together, they might not. Their shoulder height in front of you. And then arms up and wide. Exhale, hands to the mat. Look forward, step back, low push-up, heart forward. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Lift the back of your head up, lengthen the back of your neck. And down dog, breathe out. Feel thumb and first finger knuckle root down, reach through the ring and pinky finger. Left foot forward. Bend your back knee, breathe in, reach out. Breathe out, bringing the arms down to the side, palms turn forward. As you breathe in, arm bones back. Breathe out, squeeze the shoulder blades in towards center. And as you breathe in, arms forward, palms are up. You reach the palms forward and forward and forward and then up. Then hands to you, the front of the mat, step up, feet together. We'll breathe in, lift halfway and breathe out, bow forward. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up. Mountain pose, breathe out, bow forward. Bend at your knees, send your hips back, chest at thighs, let your head go. Breathe in, lift halfway, good. Plant your hands, step back. High plank or low push-up chaturanga. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down and also forward as you go up and back. Down dog. Thumb and first finger knuckle down and forward into the floor. Ring and pinky fingertip out. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in. Lift halfway, breathe out, fold in. Drive your feet down, inhale, reach up. Mountain pose, squeeze your legs, lift your heart. Arms up and wide.
my shoulder blade slide with the arms to get just one more inch. And exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hand. <laughs> Step back. High or low push-up. <laughs> Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Down dog. Thumb and first finger knuckle down and forward. Ring and pinky fingertip out. Feel the stability that that gives as the hands work the mat. And look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in. Lift halfway. And breathe out. Bow forward. Sit your hips back. Lift your chest. Utkatasana. Take your arms straight out from your shoulders. And then flip the palms up. Breathe here. Bend your elbows like you were holding two trays out in front of you. Definitely serving cocktails. Uh, dig your heels and sit your hips back. So for some of us, this arm position, uh, palms can be up, palms can be in. This arm position is going to serve our shoulders a lot better than uh, trying to reach up. With the body at the diagonal, right, we want to be aware of, of this reach. Right, Taking the arms down, elbows bent, right, can be a good uh, option for the shoulders. As you start to, if you want to start to lift, turn your palms in toward each other. You're going to lift your arms so you can pay a lot of attention to your shoulder blades. Let them slide wide on your back. Let them follow your arms. And there's going to be a certain degree that you're going to get to. They're probably not going to pull back around your face uh, because the body's at this diagonal and the arms want to take on that diagonal too or be somewhere below that diagonal line. Breath in, lift your chest. And breathe out. <laughs> Bow forward. And that's because the back muscles are doing a lot of stuff there to hold you in that ukatasana. So uh, things are going to be different than when you're standing straight up. Breathe in, lift halfway. We think about that in our, our leg muscles, but it's true in our back too. Plant your hands, step back. Low push-up, press the floor. And breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Step your right foot forward, back foot flat, and reach up. Warrior one, pause here. Again, you're going to have your arms where you can see them in your peripheral vision. Heist film yoga, arms where you can see them. And with that, right, it's going to be stacking your shoulders over your collarbones. Right? Arms back here would be a uh, kind of dissociation of my arms from my collarbones. And when you take your arms in line with your collarbones, Reach up through ring and pinky finger tip. Feel the, the connection from your sternum to your collarbone to your arms. Right? Then any degree of back that you get in this pose is a back bend. It's coming from your rib cage lifting up, but the arms still stay in your field of vision. Your breath in. You exhale, hands to heart center. Look to the front of your mat. Plant your hands, your choice, <laughs> down dog or chaturanga. Up dog and down dog. And left foot forward. Back foot flat out the diagonal. Squeeze the back leg tight as you reach up. Breathe. And then you've got your arms where you can see them. Right, just in peripheral vision and gaze that straight ahead. 
and give an action of hugging your arms in toward one another so they really feel like they're stacked with your collarbones. And then that lift up through ring and pinky fingertip and feel the shoulder blades rise with the arms as you do it. And you can go ahead, you can try this, put the shoulder blades down and then try to get the reach through the arms. And that's what we're essentially doing when we do that. It's like we're trying to unplug the, the arm bone from the shoulder socket. Nobody needs that. Shoulder blades lift up. And as the pinky and ring fingertip reach, we're keeping those shoulder blades broadening out to the sides, not hugging the neck and ears. Breath in, and then hands to your heart. Look forward, plant your hands to the floor. Low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. We'll breathe out, we'll meet up in down dog. Walk your feet to your center line. We're going to take the right leg up behind as you take a one-legged down dog. The hands press forward and down even more. Reach out even more through ring and pinky. Bend the upper knee. Take the right foot to step on your center line up near the hands. The back foot flat. Come up and around. Warrior two. Good. Bring the arms down. There's out of it. Bring your hands to your legs. Dial in the stance, set your gaze forward, get a breath. And then we're going to float the arms. And this is one where we're going for just 90 degree angle of the body. So we're not trying to raise the shoulder blades here at all. Uh, we want more stability, more of this structure of shoulder blades to the back. And then the, uh, the arms straight up from the shoulder joint or slightly below. If this causes uh, twinges in your shoulders, that's not unusual. What you want to do probably is bend the, uh, turn your palms up and bend the elbows like we did in that chair pose, right? And then just get the arm bones a little below the shoulder joint. That's where they have a little more freedom, uh, and the back does too. And a breath in, dig deep into your front heel to sit low, breathe out. Then a reverse will reach the right arm up. Press your front heel down, elongate through the right side body. Press up through ring and pinky fingertip. Let that shoulder blade go up and away from your neck. And on your exhale, back through warrior two, look to your mat. And plant the hands, step back down dog, or low push up. Upward facing dog, back of your head lifts. And downward facing dog, breathe out. Bring your feet together and lift your left leg up and back, hands double down, press into the mat, and reach out through ring and pinky fingertip. Then <laughs> bend your upper knee, bring knee to chest, and take a big step, left foot to the center line, up and around warrior two. Good. Take a moment to bring the arms out of it, to look to your front toes or straight ahead, your back foot's parallel to the back edge of your mat, to zip up through the abdominals, lift up to the center of your chest, and then float your arms up just to that point where you know, the shoulder blades are in their natural position on your back, and the arm bones have come up to kind of about shoulder height. And if that's, again, any kind of twinge in your shoulders, not unusual. Everybody's different. Maybe most beneficial to turn your palms up and bend your elbows. That gets the, the humerus bone a little lower than the shoulder joint. Right. 
which for a lot of us is just going to be more comfortable in the joint, right? If you're hurting in a joint space, that is not strengthening you, right? ever, ever. Right? When you get your elbows down, if you're able to then feel this in your back, you get a little like the sense of holding heavy trays out there, right? The strength that you feel in your back, that is strengthening you. With the arms straight out, palms down, where we'd feel that is the, the, the deltoid muscles, the chest muscles, right? And if you feel it muscularly, like that's different than feeling it inside the joint space. So pause and notice where you feel what you feel. And then with a reverse, reach up. And the top arm can be bent, it can be straight. Right. What's going to happen most in reverse, though, it doesn't have anything to do with your arm. It's the side body lengthening. It's dropping into that left sitting bone, lifting your heart up, lengthening. Right. And then that reach of your ring and pinky fingertip to let the shoulder blade press up and away from the spine and from the neck. Lots of space there. On your exhale, come back through warrior two. Look to your mat. We'll plant the hands and step back. Down dog or low cushion. Upward facing dog. And down dog, breathe all the way out. Look through the hands. Walk or hop to seated. Down onto your back for bridge or we do a lot of shoulder opening stuff. If you want to take wheel, plant your hands beside your ears. Come on up for wheel. Breathe here for five. Press down whatever's anchoring you into the mat. If you've got wheel going on, thumb and first finger knuckle again. Get into those. And then once you've established the you know, full expression of your wheel, Find the ring and pinky fingertip and, and do a little reach out through those. Breath in. Breath out. Slowly down. Supta Feet together, knees out. And rest. Breathe here. Bring knees together. Hung them in towards your chest. We've got some shoulder mobility, like some hip mobility. Hey, one knee in each hand, spin them around. So you got uh, leg bones feeling like they're moving in opposite directions. And back into center line. Cross the right foot over the left thigh. Recline pigeon. I'm just going to uh, keep the hands out of it. And let the hips rock side to side. Uh, the, the action will be in the left leg. Pulling in. It holds the right shin in place. And then you rock side to side across your hips. A little massage for the low back. If you're not a fan of that, just stay at center. Bring the left leg in. Good breath here. Breath out. And then unwind that. Cross the left ankle to the outside of the right thigh. Right leg hugs in. And using the right leg to stabilize the left shin bone. 
and then rock side to side across the back of your hips to be sure the the hips are grounded and that is rocking it is from hip bone to hip bone and not across the low back right? so we want the the legs to stay in a an arrangement that's strong but but not so pulled in that you're rocking across the lumbar spine you're rocking across the hip and that helps keep the low back in its natural positioning which it likes your low back enjoys not being forced to do weird things next inhale unwind come back to center exhale hug your knees in real firm to your chest and then left leg out your right foot to the floor and use the right foot to help you lift your hips slide them over to the right and you know, drop your right knee over to the left this is another one where keeping your leg bone lined up with the hip right, so that the low back can be in its natural curve is important and we're not hoisting the knee upward toward the chest Good. keeping the leg bone aligned and then lengthening the side body as you rotate yeah, breath in and breath out on an inhale unwind back to center sacrum to the mat hug both knees in when you inhale extend the right leg out lengthening through the, the right hip flexors then left foot to the mat press the left foot down pick up the hips slide them onto their outer edge left knee comes across you can use a hand there you don't have to one of the best places to use your hand if you're going to use it is not on the thigh but on the hip itself and then move the hip away from the rib cage so the, the leg bone getting to the floor is, is a distraction the twist is happening in your core body and your side body so if you want to assist yourself get longer through the space from your shoulder to your hip Another thing you can think of is that the, the knee is not moving down toward the floor as much as we're trying to slide it over towards the side wall. And more rotation will come from the, the lengthening over toward the right. Breath in. Breath out. Inhale, unwind, come on back to center any finishing up poses that you like and when you're ready make your way to Shavasana
again. Start with your fingers and your toes. Roll to your right side. And make your way up to seated. Take a moment as you arrive. Bring your shoulders up toward your ears. Let the shoulder blades slide up through the whole contour of your arms. Even let your collarbones draw up. Everything lifting, sternum lifting. And then keep your sternum lifting and let everything else drop. Arm bones, shoulder blades, collarbones. So that heart's lifting and your arms become quiet and peaceful at your sides. Bring our hands together at heart center. Pause and have a breath. And bring thumbs to forehead center. Pausing in a moment of appreciation. Thank you all so much for being here. Namaste. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.